Thank you for listening to the sermon audio podcast from Greenwood Baptist Church in Weatherford, Texas. Now here's a message from one of our pastors. Happy New Year. Here we go. See, that's good. Well, my name is Justin Allison, if you don't know me, and uh, I am the discipleship pastor here. And so I'm, I get to do things like uh, talk to people about small groups and, and all kinds of great things like that and, and talk about women's ministry and men's ministry with other people. And so I really enjoy my job. And so I'm really excited about the new year. I get really excited about these kinds of things because I'm one of those people who likes to create goals. Anybody else do that? Is that like a New Year's goal? I'm the only one. Okay, well, forget what I said then. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I want to do kind of an interactive beginning here. So I looked uh, the other day, I was interested to see what the top New Year's resolutions were. And I think the top two are no surprise to anybody. So what do you think number one was? Lose weight, exactly. Number two, yeah, uh, it, was to get in, it was to get in shape, actually. And number three shocked me. Maybe it'll get organized. Like, get organized. That's your goal? Uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> if, if you knew me, and my, my wife would laugh at me because my organizational system when I was in college was like, these are the clothes that smell bad, so they need to get washed, and these don't, so they can be worn again. But, you know, being married for over 20 years, you get a little bit better at that kind of stuff. And so I've gotten organized, but not because it was a goal. It was because it was a necessity, right? Like, that's how I like to get organized. But some of those things, uh, when we start a new year, uh, can be really exciting and really important. And one of the things that I want to remind you about today is that you have a spiritual purpose in 2023. And so whether or not you thought about that, you have um, a spiritual purpose that God has for you, for your life in 2023. And we're going to talk a little about that today. And so we're really going to talk about three main things. First of all, we're going to talk about how you can participate in the mission. Second, I, I was really excited about this because they all have P's in them. So you can pretend that you're excited too, okay? Participate in the mission. And then number two would be prepare a plan. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then the last one would be to put in the work. And all the CrossFit people in the room just got really excited about that, putting in work thing. They like that. I don't know why, but they do. So we're going to look at participating in the mission, and we're going to read Matthew 28, starting in verse 19. So if you'll stand, we're going to read Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Let me turn over there. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You can be seated. No, it's not complicated, okay? <laughs> Our mission that we are called to participate in is not complicated. It, it's really these these few verses here that Jesus has, has given us. And so when I say it's not complicated, you know, when we think about participating in some kind of mission, sometimes we think of like Mission Impossible, you know, like training to jump from a train to a car or something. No, you don't have to do that, okay? One of the things that I got to participate in one time was 
one of my favorite adventures of all time, I got to go to the Grand Canyon and spend about seven days backpacking through the Grand Canyon when I was uh, like 19. And so in that, that was also a simple mission. Here was the mission. Get in the car and drive to the Grand Canyon, backpack for seven days, and come home, here's the hard part, without getting hurt, right? So participate in the mission. Just like there was a mission, a clear, simple mission in, in those kinds of things, like going to the Grand Canyon, we have a clear, simple mission from Scripture that Jesus Christ himself gave to us. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit, Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So who is this for? Well, Jesus is talking here, and he's talking to all of his followers. He's talking to those followers who are there with him at that time. Who are his followers today? You guessed it, you are. Us in this room. And if it's your first time here and you're thinking, I don't know how this, all, this kind of all fits together, we're going to talk about that some in a minute. So we all have this part of discipling others, of all the nations, so everyone that we can come across, every nationality, every race, every language group, those are the people that we want to share with about Jesus. And it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Baptizing, we often think of as something that happens like right up here, right? Like that's where baptism happens. But did you know, one of the things we got to celebrate in 2022 was we had a small group who came to us and they said, look, we have somebody in our small group, they, they made a decision to follow Jesus and, and they want to get baptized with their friends here at, at our house. Is that okay? And we said, do you follow Jesus? Mm-hmm, you do. Okay, so you fit scriptural qualifications. This person has confessed lordship in Jesus. So yeah, go ahead and baptize them there. So this small group leader, they got to baptize this person at their house. And it was a really powerful time for their small group of believers who were banded together to become uh, dis- more and more disciples of Christ. And so anybody who is a follower of Jesus can actually baptize. So sometimes you'll see us up here and we'll have a dad who's helping baptize their child. And we want that to happen because this mission that God has given us is for everyone. It's not just for a select few. It's for everyone. So the next thing that this is talking about is teaching them to obey all the commands I've given you. So how? How do you teach people? Well, there's different ways, right? One obvious one that I like is small group leaders who teach other people about following Jesus, but that's, that's pretty obvious by what I do. What are some other ways that you can teach people about Jesus? Well, it could be as simple as teaching your kids in your home to follow Jesus. That's teaching others to follow his commands, to obey the commands that he's given. Could be that you help in one of the areas here in church doing that, it could be uh, with, with youth, with kids' ministry, whatever. There's a lot of different ways that you can participate in this mission of teaching others how to obey Christ. And I know sometimes that can seem scary, but the thing is, at the end of that verse, Jesus said this, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so, yes, it seems scary because sometimes we're like, man, I don't know if I know enough to really teach other people about Jesus. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But the thing to remember is Jesus is with us always. And so what do we teach? 
Let's look at Matthew 22, 36 through 40. It's going to be on the screen here. It says, uh, one of the uh, people came to Jesus and they asked him this question. Teacher, what's the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. So this is your starting point. Love God and love others. Maybe, maybe you're a dad and you're thinking, man, I, don't, I just don't know enough to really teach my kids this stuff. Sure you do, right there. Love God, love others. Maybe you're thinking, there's some people at my work that I'd really like to share with more about Jesus. I don't know a whole bunch about how to do that. What do I do? Share them with them about how to love God and love others. That's what Jesus gave us as a starting point. And when he says the, the whole law and the prophets hang on this, everything else you might consider kind of a working out of how that fits together and works in our life. And so that is our main goal. That's the main thing that we're teaching. Um, that is our starting point and yes, there is some deeper things that we get into, but it starts with loving God and loving others. So you can teach people how to do that. You just ask them this question. I do this with my kids sometimes. We just, when we're eating dinner sometimes, we'll say, okay, um, how, how have you loved God this week? What has God shown you? And, you know, maybe it's, I read this verse. Okay, great. Maybe it's, you know, this or whatever. Maybe I was praying and this happened with my kids and they say that. That's great. That's Loving God. That's teaching others to love God. How do we love others? Well, we do things with our kids to show love to others. So you can do things. Men, we like to do things. We're not so much of like thinking and you know, meditating kind of people, most of us. We like to do things. I like to do adventurous things. Come to one of our outreaches. Go, go love people in our community. Come, come up here and, and get together with some other people on a work day. Go on a retreat with some of us, and you'll see how to love other people well. And so those are a couple of quick ways you can do that. So we've talked about participating in the mission. Now we want to talk about preparing a plan. So when we, when we talk about preparing a plan to follow Jesus, I want to be real clear here. What I, what I want to avoid is the idea that you have to do something to get to Jesus, because that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says Jesus meets us where we are. We're going to look at that in Galatians in just a moment. We don't need to clean up or get right before we make Jesus our Lord, but after we make Jesus our Lord, we get to prepare, we get to do things to show that change that's happened within us. That the things that we do show what's happened in our heart. So it's an outworking of what's happened inside of us. And so walking down that path of following Jesus, it, it actually takes a little preparation. It takes more preparation than what I put into going to the Grand Canyon, okay? So this is what I did. When I was going to go to the Grand Canyon, my friend from A&M called me, and he's like, hey, man, um, we went to high school together, me and these three other guys. He, they called me up, hey, we're going to the Grand Canyon. Do you want to come? Yeah, when are you going? Oh, we're going in two weeks. Okay, cool. So I was like, uh, what do I need to bring? Oh, it, just the normal stuff. All right, I've never been backpacking before. What does that mean? Oh, don't worry about it. We'll help you out. Okay, cool. So we get the, I get there, and they're like, uh, did you bring a jacket? Nope. What kind of shoes did you wear? I'm like, well, I've got these Doc Martin boots on. It was the 90s, right? Like, those were terrible for hiking. You know, stuff like that. I was not at all prepared for this. And yet, because, 
My friends, all three of them, were Eagle Scouts. They were prepared, and they got me through this just fine, right? Like, I was depending on their preparation. Well, the thing about following Jesus is, once we have made a decision to follow him, there are some clear steps that we can do. Uh, There are some clear things that we can do to prepare a plan. And the first thing that we're going to read, the reason that we need to do this, we're going to read about in Matthew 25, uh, 1 through 13. <laughs> Matthew 25 says this. I wrote down the wrong verses there. Sorry, guys. Um, then the kingdom of heaven will be like bridesmaids who took their lamps um, and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for the lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And at midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while the others were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. And later, when the other five came, calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. The point of that story is that you and I need to be ready for when Jesus comes back. We need to be prepared. We need to prepare a plan. So how do you do that? What do you do? do? How do you you get ready? We start following Jesus with our habits and some other things. So one of the habits that we need to do, right, would be read the Bible. I mean, it seems pretty low-hanging fruit there, but just daily reading the Bible. In fact, if you go to the, the sermon notes thing that we have online, you can find a, pl- a couple of different plans there. There's a link, and it'll show you different plans. Turns out, you can actually click on one of these in the Bible app, and, uh, and it's like a free read through the first part of the Bible in January. They go month by month, and so you can work all year long reading through the Bible. And here's the cool thing. If you're thinking, man, I drive a lot, I don't have a lot of time to read, you just tap the little button on there, and it reads it to you while you're in the car. So you can read through the Bible this year, and I would encourage you to do that. Now, maybe, uh, maybe you're trying to do that, and you get behind, and you're feeling bad. Don't feel bad. Maybe you read through the Bible in two years. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing. The point is that we want to spend daily time in the Word. So that, that's one of our habits, daily time in the Word. The other one is praying to God. So we need to make sure we're doing those two things. Uh, we need to pick a plan, as I talked about, about reading Scripture um, and there's a link there to get a few different ways to do that. And I tried to include some things you can do with your kids there too, okay? Uh, and the, the Bible resources for kids that I included are things that my wife Rachel and I have done with our kids. They're older now, but uh, we did that when they were little. We did that all the way up till they were 10 or 12, and now we, we kind of do something different. So the other thing for adults that we have to do to prepare a plan, and this is where it gets a little hard, put it on your calendar. Like, I know that's not really fun, but put it on your calendar. Put, you know, pick a time. This is when I'm going to do it. Maybe it's at at night. Maybe it's in the morning. I I don't know your schedule. But for me, uh, that's one of the things I do. My personal morning habits is I like to get up and work out and then go to the Word. And that's what I like to do in the mornings. And so I've kind of made that my morning routine. 
you'll find one that works for you. And so build in a habit that is um, going to the Word and, and praying to God. The other things are corporate habits that we do together. And you'll hear us talk about these a lot at church. We, we talk about attending a worship service, which you're doing. We talk about being a part of a small group. We talk about uh, serving in some way, being, you know, outreaches and those kinds of things. And so those are some rhythms that you can get into that will kind of go on top of those daily habits and help you work toward being a deeper follower of Jesus. Excuse me, I need a little drink of water here. Not Mountain Dew today, sorry. So there you go. Prepare a plan. We talked about participate in the mission, prepare a plan, and the last thing is to put in work. I like to tell my kids, anything worth doing takes work. And they hate when I say that, right? But anything that's really worth doing, it takes some work. Anything that really is a, is a big deal takes some work. So, good grades. If you want to get good grades, which I didn't really, um, I've heard it takes a lot of, of work, okay? So good grades, that takes work. If you want to get a starting spot in athletics, takes work. If you want to get a promotion or a raise at work, that takes work as well. It takes effort. If you want to have a long marriage that lasts and that, that really grows in meaning, that takes work, okay? A lot of things in life that we, that we aspire to take work. And so why do we think it would be any different in our spiritual life? Now, now careful. I want to make sure this is not going to give you any more value to God. God loves you wherever you are, right? But when we put in the work, we can grow in our faith and we can become more like Jesus, okay? So the first thing that we want to look at is Matthew 7, 21 through 23. And these are Jesus' words. And he says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. So just doing things isn't what God's after. He's after that, that heart condition, that relationship, that inner transformation that leads to working out our salvation. And, and one of the things that I mean by that is found in, uh, in John 14, 15. Uh, Jesus says this, if you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. My wife and I, Rachel, we've been married for 20, 20 years. And so if I were to come to her and say, oh, I, I just love you so much. <clears throat> I know you asked me to like clean up my side of the room, but I, I'm not really going to do that. I know, I know you asked me to uh, make the yard look a little better, but yeah, I'm not really going to do that. But it's okay. I love you. Is she going to believe me when I say that? No. She's, I mean, she, she might think, yeah, he says that, but she's going to get frustrated with us, right? Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. And so that's something that Jesus has challenged us with. And those are the words of Jesus right there. Uh, and so we need to, to be obedient to what he has told us in his word. Remember, that starting point is loving God and loving others, and then working it out from there. The next thing is in John 6, 27. Uh, John 6, 27, Jesus talking again. He says, But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. I like food, but 
That's what he says. Don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Instead, spend your energy on uh, spend your energy seeking eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. So you and I need to seek things that have eternal value, heavenly value, things that really matter. And so I may step on some toes here, but I'm going to do it. So does it really matter if you're the fantasy football champion? I say that because I won our little league that we were in last year, and I'm not going to win it this year. But, but does it really matter if you're the fantasy football champion? Does it really matter if you've seen every episode of the Housewives show? You know, do those things really matter? I mean, a lot of those we're going to agree no, and, and, and uh, I'm not saying all of that's bad. But, you know, it can become a lot of other things, too. It could be the pursuit of piles of money. It could be the pursuit of um, uh, that promotion at the expense of other things. So anything that we put in front of God, anything that we care about that is not eternal, and we put that too high, that's when we get into trouble. That's what this verse is telling us. Spend your energy seeking things, seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. Those are the things that have eternal value. Things like um, raising up a, a, another generation of believers. Things like uh, teaching people to obey God's word. Uh, things like, the um, Bible talks about a, a good marriage. Some of those things that are in Scripture that are eternal things, that's what really matters. And so we need to put those first. Those other things, you know, you can have fun. Be a fantasy football champion. You know, be, be a top 100 gamer at Fortnite or whatever it is. That's fine, but you shouldn't pursue it at the expense of following God, okay? So a little theological aside here, doing good works, like we've talked about doing these things, it doesn't earn you a place in heaven, right? Jesus talked about that. Some of, some of you are going to say, I did all these things, and I'm going to say, depart, for I don't know you doesn't earn us a place in God's family. It shows that you love God on the inside. And so we need to show that that inner transformation has happened by the outward working. And Galatians 2.16 puts it this way. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Jesus Christ so that we might be made right in God because of our faith in Christ, not because we've obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. So that's not what makes us right with God. But we read in things like uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, James 2, 14, and 17, that that, that interchange, of that faith, works itself out in the way that we live our lives day to day. And, and so the last thing on this point here of putting in work would be Proverbs 14, 23 really simple proverb that says this, work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Daily things that you do, um, daily habits that you have, have a real long-range impact. Let me give you an example. When I, when I was writing a dissertation um, at school, I was trying to write this 200-page book on a subject that no one has ever written a on before. That's the, that's the goal. Now, that sounds crazy hard, um, but my goal for each day was to do two pages of writing. Two pages. Does that sound very hard? Two pages? Like two little sheets of paper that you write. Two pages. 
Now, that sounds ridiculous. And in fact, my wife kind of called me out on that a few times. Like, that's all you did? Like, she would walk by and sometimes be like, seems like you're just reading the Bible a lot here. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, that's actually what I'm doing. I'm trying to get my two pages in because if I could do that, then I knew that in half of a year, I could have the whole thing done because of the way that that works out. Two to four pages a day, two on a bad day, would get me done in half a year. And that's fast to get that whole thing done, a 200-page book done in a year. And so in a half a year. So I was able to do that because I was doing something small every day. And so here's why it matters. If you read a small bit of scripture every day over a year, think of the impact that that's going to have at the end of the year. If you spend 10 minutes in prayer, focused prayer daily, that would be 10 times 306. So that'd be 3,650 minutes of prayer for the year that you spent focused praying to God. You see what I'm saying? That has the, the ability to make a giant impact on what you're doing. Um, and so small goals can reap big benefits. Small things in your daily habits of following Jesus can reap big benefits. And then there's, there's another thing that I want to point out to you by, by this. When I was in the Grand Canyon, you may think, man, that's, that sounds like such an awesome adventure. But let me tell you what it was like during the day. You would get up, you'd put your jacket on because it was cold. You'd pack all the stuff back up, put it in your backpack that weighed 65 pounds, and we would walk all day long. Up switchbacks, down switchbacks, and then it would get hot. So you take the jacket off, you put that away, you drink all your water that you got out of a puddle, right? And, and that's what you would do day in and day out. But you got to see and experience amazing things by doing the small grinding things every day. So what I mean by that is some of the time, you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, uh, I don't really feel like church today. Now, you guys are here, so maybe I'm not talking to you. But you're going to think that at some point, I don't really feel like going to worship today. It's, uh, it's cold. Bed feels good. Or, you know, I don't really feel like reading the Bible today. It's been a rough day. I just want to go right on to bed. But the thing is, if we will put in our effort, remember, those small habits will pay off at the end of the year. And so if we will put in work, that can help us to participate in the mission. Um, when we prepare a plan, that can help us to participate in the mission of Jesus. Now, my adventure through the Grand Canyon was amazing. I was able to see and do some things I never thought I would get to see, won't ever get to see again. participated in the mission, right? I got there, I did the things, and I came back. I put in the work. I prepared. Well, I didn't prepare. My friends prepared. And, uh, and so I got to reap the benefits there. And so the, the effort, everything that I put into it, paid off. Same thing with, with writing a little bit every day. That paid off. And here's the thing. If you will participate in the mission that God has for you this year, if you will prepare a plan spending time with him, putting in some habits and, and some rhythms in your life, if you'll put in the work daily of following him, you can look back at the end of 2023 and say, man, I really grew in my faith this year, and I have made some progress towards being more like Jesus. And here's what happens. Here's what Jesus said about uh, somebody who has done that all their life. Uh, Matthew 25, 23 says this. The master said, well done good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And that's something that is way better than any trip to the Grand Canyon or finishing a task or whatever it is, is ever be. Hearing those words from our Savior, 
done, faithful servant, right? That's what we're really after. Uh, it's, it's, it's after pleasing God. We want to show that we have changed on the inside. God has changed us so much that we can't help but share that with others and participate in his mission. So I'm going to ask you to do something right now. I'm just going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. And if this is maybe your first time here with us this morning, maybe, maybe you've been here a couple times, what I want to do is give you a chance to make a decision to make Jesus your Lord today. We talked a little bit about following him, what that looks like and what that means. And it's really, it starts with one step. It starts with one step of making Jesus your Lord. And so to do that, we like to use a little abbreviation we call the ABCs. And that just means that we admit that we are sinners. The Bible tells us, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The next thing is we need to believe. We need to believe that Jesus is who he said he was that he is God's son, that he was born of a virgin, that he came, paid the price on the cross for our sins, and that he rose again so that you and I might have part in that eternal life. So we believe in Jesus. And then we confess him as our Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord, then we will be saved. And it's, it's that confession that Jesus is our Lord make him the one in charge of our life that really is the change there. And so that's what I'm asking you to do today. And if you would like to do that today, to make Jesus your Lord, confess him, then I'm going to ask you to pray a simple prayer with me right now. You can pray it in your own words. God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I have messed up and fallen short of your standard of perfection. And I trust Jesus' sacrifice on the cross to make me right with you. And I pledge to follow you, make you my Lord all the days of my life. Amen. So if you did that today with everybody, their head bowed, your eyes closed. If you did that today, just let me know by looking up at me right now. Just look at me. I'm not asking you to, to make a giant hand wave or anything like that. Just look at me. Okay. Anybody else over here on this side? Awesome. So one of the things that we would love for you to do is to tell somebody. And so at the end of the service, John will be right here in front of me. If you're looking up at me, you can see that. John will be right in front of me. I'll be over on the side over there. And you can come talk to one of us. You can talk to somebody you came with. If, it's, if you came with your parents, talk to your parents about that, okay? If you want to text us, maybe you're online with us this morning. You want to text us, text the word SAVED to 817-369-3619. We'll get in touch with you. Now, everybody can, can look up here at me for just a minute. So I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge everybody in this room. Make a plan for this year. Participate in that mission of following Jesus, okay? So we want to do that. We want to make some progress this year in 2023. Now, let's, uh, let's close our eyes and let's pray. God, thank you so much for your words that you've given us. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for a new year, time of new beginnings when we can remember uh, that, that time when you made us new in you and have forgiven us. Some of us, that's today. And so God, we just pray that you would help us to follow you this, this year, that you would show us how to be more obedient to you day in and day out, that we could build our habits of following you this year, that we would put in place rhythms to follow you in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Sermon Audio Podcast from Greenwood Baptist Church in Weatherford, Texas. You can find links to topics and scriptures discussed in this episode by looking at the show notes. You can find more information online at greenwood.church. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to info at greenwoodbc.com.